0: The Braves Radio Network channel on the podcast park is brought to you by Truist Bank. When you start with care, you get a different kind of bank.
1: Hey, welcome to Braves Country. Very special guest on the Braves Country podcast, ESPN's college game day analyst. He was there for 12 years, David Pollock, but you also know him as a three-time All-American linebacker at the University of Georgia.
2: Man, his signature play at UGA where he took a pass away from the South Carolina quarterback, Corey Jenkins, one of the best plays in Georgia football history.
1: Zero-yard interception yeah, and me, touchdown.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't get any. That's like the ultimate defensive play, and he's the ultimate guy, man, uh, 36 Uh, sacks in his college career most in Georgia history third overall in NCAA history of course he had a short uh, NFL career and then a long run with ESPN 12 or 13 years uh, that he just wrapped up because they can't keep their act together over there at ESPN
1: no kidding and a a George boy that graduated from Shiloh High School All-State Defensive Lineman of the Year David Pollack welcome to Braves Country Hello. Uh, my friend Scott Munn is in here with me. He does the podcast with me and uh, he's been in the music business a long time and you know uh, toured with bands and produced records and
3: that's awesome. You got you got I like it. Little little country music podcast. Man. Yeah, let's get, let's get
1: weird. This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century Twenty One, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia. The
0: winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like.
4: dealerships located throughout metro Atlanta Jim Ellis Automotive where you can always expect the best coast are you only into hip-hop or you just prefer hip-hop no I'm a
3: country music lover okay so there we go I don't know where I
1: I don't know where I got that then
3: I listen to I listen to country music and Christian music that is the extent of my music probably so. okay all right well you're
1: look you're right in my wheelhouse because my wife only listens to contemporary Christian and I predominantly listen to country
2: i love when they mix and we get that country gospel thing going on that's my favorite type of music you know what i mean
3: i mean we got a lot of that now like tyler hubbard does a great job of that now like he's basically doing that i mean i listen he's got other songs too but i mean country you got a lot of jesus regardless that's right yeah, man, that's, that's country. That's why, why there are
2: our kind of people. Hey, yeah, man, Jesus, take the wheel. And, hey, Tug forgot to – he left out on all my accolades. The one thing is I'm a graduate of the University of Georgia. I'm a Georgia Bulldog, and I'm right there with you, Mr. Pollock. Good to have you on the show. Let's
5: go. It's hey, been, been a fun couple
3: years, ain't it, bro?
2: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, we're doing well. That's what I wanted to ask you. Tug's going to – he wants to talk some Georgia football, but i got to cut right to it. Do you think we're in position to get a three-peat?
3: And we, we are. Um, we are. We are not what we were. Um, when you watch the defense and you know the linebacker spot, like it's a, it's not as dominant as it was. The secondary's got a chance to to become very good. Um, you got the best one-two safety punch in the country. Um, so I think I think we're good, but I do think that we're gonna be more of an offensive team when we need to and we're gonna be able to outscore people and Carson Beck is a stud. And I said it before the season, I thought it'd be in New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And I think he's wow. that kind of good. Wow. Um big, tall, strong you see that thing come yeah. off of his hand, bro, it's like you could hear that thing. Like you can you can have, he can throw it through a car wash and not get it wet. Like it he's Lord. got some He's got some revolutions on that thing when he throws it and, and you could tell he's growing into it. You could tell Buffalo's going to feature Brock Bowers, McConkey getting back healthy. So I think I think Georgia showed us something uh, last week that just proved like hey man, just, just take a step back before you start thinking about other people that are in college football across the country. It ain't gonna be easy um but they're definitely going
1: to be in the mix which is always fun oh my gosh it's i mean i've been waiting my whole life and my and my son's a freshman playing baseball over at college of charleston and he grew up a, a diehard georgia bulldogs fan and he said the one great thing about being there if i can't play at georgia i'll be at college of charleston but they don't have a football team so i can still cheer on the dogs and not feel bad about it
3: Thanks, He said a good th- spot th- i think there's- there's a lot of long-suffering Georgia fans that have – I mean, let's be honest. Like, watching the Auburn game and the South Carolina game, like, you watch those games and if you t- if you let yourself go back to the old pessimistic view, when you used to watch that, you're like, man, we're going to find a way to lose this. Like, that's right. what we used to say. Now, like, I, I, I don't even think about that as an option. Like it's I'm different. I'm watching the game and I'm like, well, we're just going to find a way to win. And that's just what we do. That's who we are. And – um, so it, it's definitely taken a turn in the last couple years. I remember being at the national championship game, and I was in the back with Reese Davis, who's an Alabama grad, and we're playing Alabama. And I'm like, listen, Reese, I'm just so sick and tired of y'all winning. I was like, just <laughs> give us one. I said, we'll go away. Like, we'll, I'll walk off into the sunset. I don't need two. Like, just give me right. one in my lifetime. That would be amazing. And then we win. And then next year, by like, coming into the season, I was like, listen, I don't care how good we are. I just, we got a championship. And then do it again. I know. And now we're going to get like it's it's a great time to be a Georgia Bulldog. Oh my
1: God! And that's the thing. Like I just, I, I've I've said it just the way you have so many times. Like I just want to see them win one. I just want to. And and for forty years, Georgia Bulldogs fans have been like that. They've just wanted that. Just give me my day in the sun, and I'll be fine. And but now things have changed. And your your point about. Being optimistic now versus pessimistic. People look; they're like, we expect them to win, and they are.
3: Yeah, and, and it's and by the way, it's flipping fun. It is. It's awesome to be a part of. It's it's fun to feel like those other fan bases that we've seen over the years, and to know we got a coach that's going to keep it going. Yes, so, sir. I know we're not going to talk Georgia football the whole time, but that is fun. to talk We could about. though. We could. I, we could. I would
1: be just fine with it because that's that. I mean, there's the. No, Braves baseball and Georgia football, that's the things that, that Scott and I were both raised on. it It's something that we've done our entire life. So that's interesting that you bring that up. And Scott and I were talking about this. I know you're a football guy, but do you have Braves memories? Are there those games that you went to or players that you cheered for? Or did you listen with your grandpa on the radio?
3: Bro, I went to the parade when we won the World Series. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't go to school and I went to the parade. I mean, it was... Outstanding. So, oh, my phone number growing up, everybody who asked, and this is back when we had phone numbers that you actually called each other's houses, um, I'd be like, hey, my phone number is 770 770- Nine eight five Michael Jordan Greg Olson. <laughs> <laughs> that's, how I told, that, that's, that's how I told people my phone number growing up, and like where were you when Sid slid? I mean yeah, uh, Pendleton, all, all those guys, of course, man. And just I mean it was a part of the the culture when you lived here, man. And we were we were so dominant, you know. I've been friends with Smalty for years, and Frank Core played high school football against him, and uh, McCann, and all those guys. So yeah, I mean uh, the Braves, and um, you know, I, listen, I would be lying if I came on here and told you I watch every game, but the playoffs are so much daggum fun. And the other night, oh my God, that place had to be Stupid bananas going nuts! Oh, it when, totally when you was. Come back and make that happen. I mean, y'all were there with yeah, the Tug bananas. and I were
2: both there, and the stadium shook. And Tug was just telling oh me gosh, before yeah. the show that uh, it shook so much mm-hmm. that it actually registered on the Richter scale. We we caused an earthquake over here. The fans did. So, I, I mean, oh, yeah, it was what amazing. What a play! It happened so fast. It was amazing to see it live. It was just like, is this happening? Wow! And it, it, it had that feeling of like winning the World Series. It was a big deal because before that. We you're sort of dead in the water and now we we got the momentum i think
3: by the way by the way we got to give credit to the braves too because we weren't winning uh, national championships at georgia the the braves had to do it for us they had to start us off like They, they had to get us they had to get us going in that winning tradition and then all of a sudden it got contagious
1: that's right they were the first domino is what you're saying
3: Dang right. Uh, and I, I mean, agree. Some with people you. would say Atlanta United, but okay. I'm not going to give Atlanta United any credits, but um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow <laughs> soccer. <anymore. laughs> do Me I either. About soccer, <laughs> but. Um... But I, but I tell you what, man, just from from a guy that hasn't followed baseball my whole life, like really, because, you know, I went through a stretch when you're playing football all the sure. time, all the time. But, like, the excitement of the guys that we have with, with mm-hmm. being able to run as fast as they can and steal bases and drop bombs, like, and the the time this year, the time this year was a big deal for somebody like me who's squirrely and ADD all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to shrink the games, man, was so much more fun. Like, it's just... It's way more fun for, uh, for an average fan like me to, to sit down and not be distracted and, and, and go get, go to the pantry 400 times to get food and eat.
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with you. I was against those rule changes. I'll admit I was, I, was, I was a little bit like I just don't know. And then I was free to admit that I was completely wrong. That was the right decision.
3: At home, I hope you always, I hope you
1: always <laughs> your own every day. Every day, <laughs> son, I've been married 22 years. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I figured it out early. You
3: better learn that. That's, a, that's hey. a better way to live life, that's
1: for sure. No, no kidding, but that, but it's so funny you bring that up because I know you and your wife have the uh Pollock Family Foundation, and there's things that y'all do. Uh, I know you got a podcast, but you're, you're focused on healthy families, educating people. Um, benefits of nutrition and exercise, just all the things that are so important. There is nothing, in my opinion, there is one privilege in the United States and that is growing up in a in a loving household with a mother and a father. Like, any, you can argue it any which way you want to, but that to me, if there is a privilege, that is it. And y'all are real good examples and my, my wife and I try to be that for our son too. But y'all are living it elsewhere too not just in the house you're promoting it to other families
3: yeah and, and listen man we Cal we golly. Look around and I'm like what you just said about America and our. I mean, look what's going on in Israel. Like there's there's a lot yeah. of bad stuff that happens in this world, and we are so dang privileged. And me and my wife, um, we've been so blessed, you know, in, in our life and in our in our journey and all the things. So like I, we we giving back is a huge part of what we do. I'm gonna give you a, a little quick synopsis of something we're doing with our foundation. I'll be as quick as I can. Um, you know, we we we, we want to serve people that need it, and we want to serve people that, and, and the Bible talks about it in Luke 14, 12-14 it talks about like when you have a feast and when you throw a banquet, it says like don't invite the people that you know, that the people that can pay you back, but when you have a, a banquet, invite the crippled, the poor, the lame, the people that can't do you know anything for you and then you will be given, you, you'll be blessed at the resurrection. Well, reading that passage like this year, one of my buddies who's a, a big mentor in my life, so we're doing something May, or excuse me, November 20th. We're renting a classic center in downtown Athens, and we are bussing all the homeless in the area, and and we're going to bus 800 to 1,000. You know, people that will come. We are going to have linen cloths, linen tables. We are going to serve these folks and tell them that they matter. Tell them that we love them. Tell them that they're important. We're going to give them a Thanksgiving feast. Like, my, and now listen, this is my dream and my goal down the road. Like, I'm not saying it'll happen year one, but we want to give them coats. We want to give them blankets. We want to give them underwear, socks, uh, to go bag with food. Like, uh, you know, we want to take care of these folks and let them know that, like, you guys matter. And, And by the way, all. All of these gifts we want to give them, every single one is going to have a wrapper on and a price tag on it because you're worth buying this for. Wow. Like- and so, so we're going to be—we're we're super excited. But that's one of the events like that we do with the Family Foundation, and um, we just want to—we want to bless people, man. We've been blessed so much, and we want to find people to give back. And I just can't wait because we're going to have 100 to 150 volunteers of all of our friends and family, and we are going to serve them so well and love on them, and have a have a choir and singing gospel songs and Christmas songs, and just just let them know that that we love them and they matter.
2: David Pollack, God bless you for doing that, buddy. That is amazing. And uh, it sounds like you got a great team rallying around you. But t- tell us again the date on that, and how can people get involved if they want to help?
3: Monday, November 20th at the Classic Center, and and we're gonna get we're in the beginning stages of of, of getting it. And my wife, I'm driving my wife nuts, by the way, because I'm like a I'm like a go go go, and, and I'm like a, we'll figure the other stuff out later. It's gonna cost <laughs> us a lot of money. I'm like, man, God will God will fix it. Like, don't even worry about that, babe. And she's like, no 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 no, we, we got to nail this right, down. Right. Or we need to know X Y and Z. I'm like, no 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 no, we can't we can't hold our hand out, Lord. We can't hold our hand out, honey, with it closed. We, we gotta right. hold it open because because God That's can funny. put more in there. Like he. Can Love keep putting it. more in there and more in there and more in there that we can give away. Um, so you, you, all of my social medias, we're gonna we're gonna be sharing it very soon. In the video, the message, um, you know, the the Pollock Family dot com, um, you can find it there. But uh, we're gonna be sharing it and, get, and give people opportunities to support in any any way, shape, or form.
1: Dude, I love that man. I, that that like that. This is gonna be an odd word to use between a bunch of dudes sitting here, but that's the sweetest thing I think I've heard in a long time, man. Kind, yeah.
3: Hey, it's, hey, it's, it's, it's going to get better, too, because next year after we do this and we get the blueprint, I'm going to call Tebow and be like, Tebow, this is how we did it. Like, this is how we did it. with a, He's got a Christian foundation. That's right. This is how we did it. Let's do it the same night. Yeah, hey, Tua, let's do it the same night next yeah. year. Let's get seven to ten of these sites going where we're just serving God's people.
1: Dude, I love the fact that you brought up Tua because I obviously knew um, Tim Tebow is very committed to his faith, and I admire him so much because of that, and, and I want to be – I look up to him, and I, and he's younger than I am, and I look up to him because of the way he lives his life, and I want to live my life that way. And I'm not there yet, but I'm working. I'm going to get there, and uh, and I'm a broken sinner, and I know it. And I'm I, and i but I'm going to do better because I know I can. And but I'm glad you brought up Tua, because I used something the other day on this show that uh, that I do, where we unfortunately talk about the news a lot, and and I was tired of talking about things being bad because you're right you got the thing in israel you got uh there's bad all around the world all you have to do is flip on the news at night you'll see bad and i did a whole segment on people that are in the in in the spotlight that maybe you wouldn't expect to be praying and talking about the lord because of course you you do with tebow but when tua because he was an alabama quarterback i'm a georgia man i got nothing for tua you know and then i learned about his faith and all I said, and, and I retweeted his statement when he was talking about praying on the sidelines and all this after they lost, and I said, I'm a new fan of him because of who he is. Not because of the the status he has, not because of he's a great football player and I love football, because of who he is. And I used a second example, and I bet it's a guy that you know well, in Thomas Rhett when he stopped an entire concert to pray for someone who had had a medical emergency during his show. He sat on the side of the stage. And, and prayed to the Lord Jesus to, to be with that family, and I was so moved by that. I was like, we're going to not talk about the ugly in the world. We're going to talk about the good for at least this 15-minute segment, and those are the two examples I used.
3: And, and, and I just, man, I, I feel it in my soul, man. I feel like there's so many more people that are just willing to share their faith. Mario for the linebacker for the uh for the Saints like he's been he's been up there preaching like on, on Sundays yeah. and using the opportunity to talk about what God's done in his life And I just I feel like we're at a time in our world that man like because 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 listen like the world doesn't give you an opportunity now to kind of straddle the fence like they kind of want to know what you are and who you are like I just feel like it's We've got a lot of great role models in sports. Kirk Cousins, like, yes, sir. I mean, you watch that cat, and you watch him take care of business, and the way he is. And I just, I think we're, I think we're getting a lot more of that in sports, and a lot more people that are willing to share their faith. And listen. It, Thomas Rhett, I was at a Jeff Foxworthy concert. He, he did the same exact thing. Somebody had a medical emergency, stopped it and prayed for him. I like, love him. We, we, serve, we serve such a great God, man. And here's the thing about God. Like, well, no matter where you're at, and whoever's listening to this, no matter where you're at and what you're doing and, and what stage of life you're in, God is for you. Your God in heaven is for you. He's not against you. So when things happen in your life that are difficult and you don't understand them, there's always a reason. There's always a reason that happens, and when we get through things and we learn why we got through things, I mean, I broke my neck, you know, 18 years ago in the NFL, and it ended my NFL career, and and that was my goal since I was six years old. Man, I I didn't realize that God was going to take that and make me a better dad, like make me a better husband, make me a better friend. like. I didn't know what he was going to do with my future, but I know if we can approach things like our God is for us, he's not against us, and everything that comes our way, he wants good. I mean, man, you can see, you can bring light to your situation. You can realize that there's a purpose to it, and I think it helps you whenever you're going through those things.
2: Man, absolutely, and I'm so glad that you'll say that on the air and tell people that you're using your platform to... uh... To just express that to people because so many uh, outlets out there just, just spew negativity. And and I don't want to get negative, but I do want to go back to Georgia football and the culture there for a minute. And I want to ask you how what we're going to do about something. You know, I've said a few times that we won the national championship the last couple of years, but we finished in last place off the field in my mind. I mean... You know, we had, of course, the tragic deaths after we uh, celebrated that second championship. Stetson Bennett having trouble, and then, you know, he got arrested in Dallas. Now he's having to deal with rehab out in his uh, pro career in Los Angeles. What can we do, or what what do you know is happening with Kirby Smart and the and the plans at Georgia to improve the off-field culture at UGA? Is there anything that can be done?
3: Here's what I'll say about this. I, I think it's hard Um when you have a bunch of kids now with the situation and, and by the way, this is happening everywhere, right? Like it, it's not just it's not just at Georgia. Now the, the 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 racing thing feels like it's exclusively us and driving cars, doesn't it? Like that
5: Yeah. That, yeah. It does.
3: that just feels like something and it feels like something, my goodness, like we need to we need to get a grip on. That's something that's so controllable that it feels like it's so easy not to do and you should know better. Um but these kids are eighteen to twenty-two year old kids, and, and, and let's be honest. Let's take ourselves back in the machine and go back to when we oh were that Lord,
5: age, yeah.
3: and, and let's take ourselves to let, let's let's put our lives now. Under a microscope, twenty-four-seven. I am not. I'm not making excuses for them, guys. But where do you get away from anything like nowadays? Like there's you cameras can't. everywhere. There's social media everywhere. Like where do they go to decompress? They they got to find outlets. They got to find healthy outlets. And listen, um, you know, so I think it, you add something else to the mix too. Now with nil, now everybody's got money. That's
1: right. That's, now that's, you've that's got a big.
3: Mo, that's big. Oh, mo, mo money, mo problems. Right? Like yeah. I mean, I think you, you got you've got an opportunity now to do what you want by the cars you want do some of the stuff you want but they're kids and i i can tell you this being around that program really a lot Kirby does an unbelievable job of pouring into him and teaching them for the future and trying to hold them accountable and and trying to under make them understand how much those things matter. Kirby, he start he's 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 been more vocal about his faith too, by the way, which I freaking love. I think it's fantastic that he's been able to share his faith a little bit more. And um, but there's going to be problems with with kids that are that young. There's going to be problems with, with money and success that that comes with it. That I, I think it's. What does your response look like? Like my my son gets in trouble sometimes. I get. I get in trouble sometimes, right? Like, what is my response? How do I how do I learn from this? How do I grow? How do I continue to to not do the, some of those things? You would hope with some of the examples that um, that they would get some of that stuff corrected and taken care of. But um, you know, these are kids with money, and and, and they, they're going to have some of that stuff. That's
1: right. Episode one hundred of the Braves Country Podcast. Our guest David Pollock. You know him from the NFL. You know him from playing at UGA. You know him from ESPN. And and that's another thing that that you brought up how God worked with you in your injury in the NFL. How is he working now with your departure from ESPN? Because man, you were the reason I watched. I mean, and then I would, and then, and I know you've heard this before. Then I would have to correct my friends who'd be like, I can't believe David Pollock would pick against us. And I was like, He's he's just doing his job. He's telling you what he sees. Yeah. That's what you've asked yeah. him to do. But but how has God worked in in moving and changing you after leaving there? Because I I feel like you did a great job. It, I know ESPN's in some sort of financial way, and and that's you know a different story altogether. But what how has it changed you for the better?
3: It, it's been awesome. I mean, it's been so good, man. Because. You know, you, you get going on that bicycle of life, right, and, and, and I loved what I did, by the way, and I'd still be doing it if I didn't get canned, but I, I'm driving my bicycle and I'm riding down the road and I'm 12, 13 years into doing something that, you know, I thought that I was kind of made to do, right, like it's kind of like with football, you, you, you think you're kind of made to do it, but what happens, it, it, it goes away. And so now, what happens with the brain is it's really cool because now it's what's the art of the possible. And, and I started talking to so many people that, that blew my mind. The conversations that I got to have with people um, in the different spaces of work and stuff like that. God, here, here's what God's done. God's done a bunch of things. God's been showing off too. He's like, I, like just just trust me, big Fellow. Like I got bigger things for you. I got to go speak to a a, a, a thousand students in Trustville, Alabama. Um, in middle school and high school kids, 102 walked forward and accepted Christ. Wow. Like, that was, like a, that was an aha moment. Like, m- my social media, I, there's no doubt, like, I get to share my faith more. Like My company was, was, was a little bit different than I am, like just different, just different. Um, and, and so I didn't do I didn't get to do as much of sharing and I didn't get to do as much as travel of doing other stuff outside because they kept me busy with my stuff. So I get to share. You know, it's been really cool. It's been really cool to look my 15 year old and my 13 year old you know, son and daughter in the face and be like, listen, I don't know why this happened, but I know that God's got us and he's going to take care of us. So y'all pray for me. Because like, no. I don't know what the next step is. And really being patient in this next phase and trying to show my kids, like, listen, I'm going to be – like, even being obedient, some things, are, some things like this are going to happen. And so what do you, what does your response look like? How am I going to talk to God and sit and be patient? I'm trying to be as patient as I can to sit back and um, – so I've just' I've learned to, I've learned to sit back, I've learned to be still, I've learned to listen and and the biggest thing I'm trying to do right now is try, I'm not, if a door is cracked, guys, I ain't pushing it open
5: like okay. I've always
3: got for God to swing that puppy wide open and mm-hmm. I've had a lot of conversations with so many coaches like in co- college football across the country and in of the conversation because'm i not don't if God wants me to do it, he'll make it clear. And so I'm kind of just trying to be still, know that he is God, you know, Psalm forty-six, ten, and and, and sit back and listen and, and see what the next step is for me. But while I'm doing it, man, I'm loving the speaking, like speaking all over the place. I got a speaking engagement tonight. Um, I'm speaking at Liberty's Convocation to, nice. to their 9,000 9, students in a couple weeks, um, you know, just – Doing doing the motivational speaking, speaking stuff, uh, sharing my faith, stuff like that in the time being until God kind of shows me the next steps and what he wants me to walk through.
1: This episode of Braves Country is sponsored by our Braves fan friends down at Century 21, Solomon Properties in Savannah, Georgia, servicing the historic downtown Savannah area, the island area, and Atlanta's beach, beautiful Tybee Island, Georgia. Call Joel Solomon today, 912-604-0896. That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia
0: coast. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like.
4: 20- Twenty dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best. W- explain to me, though, what you mean, because I think a lot of people
1: are going to uh, feel this as something that they see in their life. When you say, I'm not going to walk through or push open a, a cracked door, you're going to wait for God to open the door and it make it so obvious what does that mean, David? Because I think a lot of people are looking for that. They're they're in that they're in that search in their life for something, and they're trying to figure out what is it that God's telling them, and how do you know? And and I think your analogy was just really good. It it, it sparked me anyway.
3: Well, here's the thing. I think I think a lot of us as Christians, we are very willing to lay our problems at Jesus's feet. We yeah. are very willing. But you know, but you know what we do as Christians? We lay it at His feet, and then a little bit later, we come back and we pick it up. Right? Yeah. That's what we do. Yep. And, and so, what I'm doing is, you know, I've started some holy habits that, that I didn't do before. By the way, I, I get up every day thirty minutes before I'm going anywhere, and, I, and my hot tub's on. I go get in the hot tub, and I listen to God for twenty minutes to start my day. Like, wow. And I'll be honest, it was difficult in the beginning when I started because I literally don't take my ph- – I put my phone in a towel and I wrap it up so I can't hear it buzz. I can't, I can't be distracted by my phone. And then I literally looked at my phone to see the clock like seven minutes in the first time. You know, like I didn't have as much to talk about. I didn't have as much to sit there and wrestle with with God. But the more I continue to do that over the last, and the more I've done that over the last couple of months, the more I hear from him, man. The more I get clarification, the more I get validation, the more the more I hear, like, like little gentle nudges that he gives me throughout my day is the more I'm inviting him in. When I go to a business meeting, I've been to so many business meetings lately. I'm like, God, you know, Holy Spirit, be with me. Like, help me to hear what you want me to hear. Help me to hear certain things that I can clarify. But but what I mean is by that is like I'm not forcing it. I'm not chasing it. I'm not calling, you know, Kirby and going, hey. You know, because Kirby was one of the first guys to reach out to me. What are you going to do next? I I didn't want to follow that conversation up because
1: if I follow it up, I'm starting to crack that door. Does that make sense? Because, yeah, you would have been on the football field coaching.
3: Right, And here's the thing. If I'm coaching, I got four years left with both of my babies. I got five years left with either kid in the house and I know Davey and, and I'm going to turn into, I'm I'm a go getter and I am going to run a thousand miles an hour in that direction and my family will suffer. So like I had to t- sit down and go, what are your priorities, dude? My priorities are my family. Like my family is my priority. I'm going to soak up every opportunity I get to be with my family. Guess what? If I want to chase money, I can wait till my kids are gone in five years and go chase all the money I want to chase. Do I need to make money to make a living? Of course we do. We have to make money. All of us have to do that. But, but my priority is going to – I had a speaking engagement the other day that was going to pay me a, a, a huge chunk of change, a lot of money. My daughter has an eighth-grade basketball game. Like every part of my brain starts going, well, let me hear more details. Let me justify this. No, 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 no. What's your priority, bro? What did you say yep. your priority was? Yeah, they might, they might go win by 20. They might lose by 20. It's eighth grade. Who cares? No, my priority is my daughter. So I, I said I didn't, I didn't want to get too far in the weeds with the conversation about details. That's I was true. like, nah, I'm out. I'm busy. So, I mean, listen, I, I'm learning in the journey. Like right, I'm learning as we go. Uh, but I do know that when we're purposeful and we're still and we're finding time to ask and finding time to listen, I think God's a lot more responsive to us.
1: Man, I feel so encouraged just by your words, man. Yeah, You're exactly it's great right.
2: talking to you, David Pollock, here on the Braves Country Podcast. Uh, I know you have a podcast of your own uh, called Family Goals with David Pollock and Pastor Jay out of the Greystone Church. Tell us how that came about, and, and what kind of energy are you able to put into that now?
3: Well, now I get to put a lot into it. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. even fired. <laughs> um, uh, no, it, you know, it started in our, in our closet at our church. Um, and yeah, I kind of walked my pastor through some of the stuff with my son and what we were walking through and what was going on. And we started talking about like setting and, and I sat down with my son and I, and I would encourage everybody to do this, by the way. A lot of times we go, 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 and then we don't realize what our kids' goals and dreams are. And so I sat down with Nicholas. I remember when he was you know 13 years old a couple years ago and, and I said, hey, buddy, what are your goals? Like, what are your dreams? Not that for you. Like, what is your goals? What are your, and, and he, he said, and I said, what are your, what are your faith goals? You know, what, what are your, what are your goals? That how do you get, to you go closer to God? And we sat down and we, we mapped some faith goals out. Now, what are your school goals? Okay. Well, I want to make straight A's. Like, what are your school goals? How are we going to do this? What are your sports goals? Well, I want to play in the NBA. You know, like, oh, okay. Um, you know, like, but, but stating those goals out of what they were, because now I get to take myself out of the equation. When I say that is, I'm not saying, hey, have you gone out and shot? Have you gone out and do this? I'd be like, hey, bud, you know, like we talked about me being your accountability partner. Are you, are you accomplishing your goals? And then guess whose responsibility is? It's,
5: it's is. Yeah.
3: It's not ours. It's yeah. not my journey. That's right. Like, so I, it was something, it kind of, that's how it started, because I was telling Pastor Jay about that, who's our pastor, and, um, you know, he's like, let's do a pod, you know, we can do a podcast, get it all down, and I was like, sure, we'll give it a whirl, and I mean, it's been nuts what God's done. Like it's been really, really crazy. I mean, That's here's great. here's an example for you. Dansby Swanson texted me a, a, a couple months ago, and he was like, "Hey, man." He goes, "Dude, your Family Goals podcast is making me a better husband."
2: Wow, Wow! that's great. I was, great. Like, I was cool. like,
3: bro, that's awesome. That's so good to hear. He's like, keep it up, you know? And I could I give you more examples of people like that that have loved it and, and listened to it, but it, it's really trying to give you practical ways to influence your family. For example, like love languages. We talk about love languages, the five love languages. Everybody who's married has probably right. heard, have the you done the five love languages? Okay, have you ever thought about it for your kids?
1: Oh, wow. No, I haven't. <laughs> I mean, okay. I've only got one, <laughs> but no, I've not.
3: Okay, well, your son or your daughter has a love language. What is it? You know what's important? It's important that I know it. Well, and, and I'm a big person on takeaways. So, like, my daughter. My daughter is a 13-year-old girl. She's a teenager, right? Right. Hers is her love language has always been physical touch. Well, as she gets old, this is the stuff we do on Family Goals because I'm like, I want this to be very like simplistic and takeaways that you take right now and you get to go apply. Okay, well, my daughter's a big time, you know, but she's she's growing up, she's she's going through that stage of becoming a woman. It's a little weirder, right? Like, yeah. okay. Well, here's what I do. I come behind my daughter and I put my hand on her shoulder because it's still physical touch. Yeah. I don't have to hug her anymore. That's I don't have right. to have her in my lap anymore. But, but I need to know that. Like, I need to know if she's words of affirmation in ways I can pour into her. But, um, so it, it's really taking a book like that and going, okay. Well, here's this. Here, here's here's physical touch. Here's what it looks like for your kids. You know, putting your. You know, we're big on teaching you how to put your wife first over your over your kids because that's, that's the order, difficult. by the way. It's that's God, difficult. Well, it is difficult because our society doesn't do it. But, right. okay, so like family goals, it's like, okay, how are we going to do that? Well, here's my, here's my tangible steps. Like when I walk in the door, guess who's the first person I should greet? Your wife. My baby doll. Like when, when I have – now, listen, I'm not saying your kids won't beat her there sometimes. Like that's going to oh, happen. Sure. I'm just saying like that's the first person I'm looking for. How, how about with my kids? I ask my kids all the time, hey, kiddos, who's my favorite? And when they were little, they'd be like, me. I'm like, nope, Mm-mm. right there. It's Mommy. Yeah, God gave me her first. God gave me her, and we, we got you now. We love you, and you come next. But that woman right there is the most important woman in my That's life. Right. That's right. And, so just that, that's 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 the family goals. We'll take different topics and and tell you from a, a biblical perspective, and we'll, we'll we'll hit some topics that might strike a nerve with some people too, and just how we can tangibly maybe make our families a little bit better. And then we've had guests on too that have been awesome with Coach Rick and Davo Sweeney and Tony Dungy, and we'll have them tell their stories of. You know, coming to faith and how they apply their their family goals and, and their stuff to their family.
1: Tony Dungy may be my my hero. Like if if I he's if I stud. oh my god if I have a humanly hero and and I don't know that I do, but it, he would qualify as that that person for me. Just just because like he's so pure of heart, he does the right things. He's
2: overcome so he's, much. He's too.
1: overcome. I, he's just like of of people that that are of substance in this world. Tony Dungy man, he gets the gold star of the day every day.
3: Oh, he's so and his patience is what sticks out yeah. to me. Like his just having that having that having that ability to be like, dude, chill out. Like God's got this. It's going to be okay. Let's not lose our ever-loving mind. And and he's got 32 kids. He's They've adopted and stuff. They got so many kids and stuff too. It's crazy. You, you better have some patience for that. Good lord. Okay.
2: No hey, speaking of coaching football, uh, a little birdie told me you've been uh, coaching, volunteering, helping out—however you want to phrase it—at the North Oconee High School uh, Titans football program over there in Watkinsville. Is that true? And what's going on?
3: Oh, bro, it's so true. The, the Titans, baby, we are—we are dirty too. We're good. Um, <laughs> we're the, we're the number—we're the number two team in the state. Um, haven't played a, a, a lot of competitive games yet or great competition. So that's coming down the road, but man, it's been, you know, the la- last year I started coaching at the high school on a small level. Cause I couldn't be there a ton cause of travel. Now this year, I get to be there a lot more, and every Friday night, and they gave me a headset, which is awesome. Um,
5: <laughs> nice.
3: It's, 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 it's the, the small there. things, <laughs> really, in life. Oh, dude, it, it is, it is, it, it really is. And um, but I get to love on my dudes, and when we got a good, we got a good group coaching up the D line. Uh, but but no, it's part of the like the last several years. I've been like, I you know, I, I speak on a microphone, but your return on mission isn't great. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm getting paid for get right. money I get to travel and go do this, but like who, who am I impacting? And so that's why I started, you know, last year doing it and then uh, and that's why I started speaking a couple years before that and now obviously it becomes a, a a full-time gig with with both of those, but just I mean just it's so fun to get in high school kids lives and and love on them and try to teach them little things and try to help them overcome certain things and um, but it's just it's just it makes you feel good. Um, it's something that I, and I, I'm competitive. I, I love teaching them how to be competitive. I love teaching them how to be tough. I love teaching them how to bring it every single day. My son's a ninth grader now. So, um, you know, he's up there with me. Thank God he's not in my position group. And I told him, I was like, buddy, listen,
5: like <laughs> when you come
3: up here, bud, I love you. And you know this, right? But I am not your coach. So right. like, I'm not going to teach you. I'm not going to coach you anything. I said, I probably won't say that much to you. I'm probably just going to coach my guys. Um, but uh, but I only have so much influence. You know, as the older they get, you only have so much influence. And I'm just desperately seeking right now as a father to not waste it on sports. Like I don't give a dang about sports. Like I want to waste it on things that are going to matter. You know, like his relationships with people. Most importantly, his relationship with God and his walk and. Or how to be different, and 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 I'm not I'm not wasting it on. Hey, let's go watch some football tape. Like I don't watch tape with my son. I'm not going to. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't I don't want to. But um, but it's a fun stage of life, man. And and if God's got me right here, and that's what He wants me to do, man, I am more than content. But I'll tell you this much, bro, it has been a lot of fun. Sitting my fat butt on the couch on Saturdays watching football
2: <laughs> as a fan it again. No, it's not on it's the couch. I I saw you out between the hedges the other day, so you're you're yeah, getting out to the field yeah. a little bit. Uh,
3: no, I've been I've been out there a, good, a little bit too, but it's just it's just fun to to sit and be a fan and have that day of chill. And now I realize why everybody loves it so much and why college football is 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 so great because it is awesome on your Saturday to get some get some chill time, get some family time, and watch a bunch of ball.
2: Now speaking of uh, relationships with people, you just said that and uh and somebody that we had on the show who's very cool and uh, I think you're friends with him too because he's out there in Watkinsville and I heard that you support him uh our buddy Jack at Jack's Cheesecakes. Can you talk a little oh, bit yeah. about that guy?
3: Yeah, they they come out to, they come out to a bunch of the functions. They were at Mercy uh, the, a couple weeks ago. We, we were one of the sponsors for the banquet that they had with Mercy. So, um, you know, just cool. Uh, you know, Jack's Cheesecakes, they, they do a good job su- uh, supporting foundations, supporting events. They come out to Russ's, Russ Tanner's bash every year that we have and um so i mean they're they're in this area just jack's doing doing his thing doing with his with his cheesecakes and doing his thing with his dad who obviously helps him a lot but i think it's a cool it's a cool little uh ministry it's a cool little uh thing just to be able to have like for jack to have something of his own um i think it's really really cool of them to be able to build something like that very smart um, and very fun to be a part of
1: so we're getting ready to wrap up here man we appreciate all your time and, and your kindness and um just your enthusiasm your faith, who you are, uh, the bumps and bruises—they—they they don't, you know, they don't—they don't hurt you. They—they they actually improve you, and 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 I see that in you, and and I admire it a whole lot. So I know you're really, obviously, a very healthy guy, health conscious. I mean, you, your your foundation with your wife is focused on some of that stuff. Do you still eat good Southern food too?
3: I don't. I'm Do you- the worst. Person, you could ever have at at any of your talks about or any of your special dinners and stuff like that. I I am 100% the person that eats to survive.
1: Yeah,
5: eat
3: to
1: live, not live to eat.
3: My wife is a my, my I don't say this like as as a physical term, just to be clear, she's a fatty. Like she loves to eat. Mm-hmm. She gets so excited about eating and I'm the biggest buzzkill. Like she's like, <laughs> here? I'm like in. She's like what she's like, What are you looking like that's looking good in the menu? I was like, I I am looking at salad. I get a salad most places where I go and she's like well, I I can't decide between this one, and this one. I was like, well, I'll get that one, yeah. and you get, and, and that way you can eat basically both of them, because okay. right? is what happens. So, like, I'm a listen. I was a chubby kid when I was younger, and so I started to learn how to eat healthy when I was in college, and really became a a, a lifestyle, and I haven't had a sweet since. Wow. And I haven't touched a sip of alcohol. Like I don't put anything in my body. Like I try not to put anything in my body unless I know it's good for me. So yeah. I am I'm a So I apologize. No, no,
2: no apology needed. No hey, apology man, ne- I, dude, I appreciate cuz I'm I'm learning about that right now. The doctor actually told me a couple you know, a couple months ago that we had to clean up the act uh and uh so I I've, I've been well. I've been working out and uh monitoring the calorie intake and uh and also I cut out sugar, soda, uh, bread, all that stuff for a while, and uh, so, I, what advice do you have for people who are trying to turn the corner and and get into working out and uh, and get that healthy lifestyle going? What can they do? What what are they missing?
3: Well, you just hit it on the head. Sugar is Satan. Sugar is right. the worst thing you can put in you put in your body. Like if you look at the percentage of daily needs on the wrapper on the on the back of it, it's it, it's never going to say a percentage because you don't need it. You're not supposed to have it. Like. It's just there's nothing – I mean, I had a knee procedure, a PRP done a couple years ago, and they injected sugar water into my knee. And I was like, why are you injecting sugar water? Like, well, it creates more inflammation because sugar does that, and they're like, so your body will run to help it. I'm like, awesome. So why would you ever eat something like that? Like, yeah. if it's going to irritate your body. So I think, I think learning to drink, not drink calories, drinking a lot of water, uh, preparing as much as you can in advance, like thinking about the next meal is a big deal. Um, Mm -hmm. not everybody's body is the same, by the way, some people can eat carbs and some people can't, like, I think you got to find what's good for you, but like the intermittent fasting is something that really works well for me. So like, I don't eat my first meal until 12 or one every day. Um, so it gives me a long break of not eating and, and, and the, 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 the stuff behind that, that it, first of all, it shrinks your eating window. So now I only have, you know, 12 to 10 to eat for the rest of the day. So it cuts that down. But what it also does is it gives your body a little bit of a rest from always feeding it all the time, all the time, giving it calories, giving it calories. Um, so, you know, don't drink calories, try not to eat out as much as possible, um, you know, if if you're gonna do salads, try to dip your fork in the dressing so you don't use all the dressing because the dressing is the bad part a lot of times. But and then and then think ahead, man. Think think with your meals ahead. Like if I've got a party, you know, this Saturday night, and I know I'm not gonna eat great. Well, let's cut back on breakfast and lunch. You know, let's make those really small, and then have a I'm gonna have a bigger meal at night.
1: Look at there, just wisdom pouring man. out of David man. Pollock. And I bet you can hear a lot of that stuff on uh, the, the podcast that you do and obviously on social media. Where can folks find you across the social media platforms?
3: Well, I met David Pollock, 47, at Twitter, and um, if you, by the way you were speaking earlier about the positive stuff, yes, sir. Like if you if you want to see positive stuff, that's all we do now. Like I think it's been really cool, you know, since I've been uh, let go with ESPN. Like all all my tweet feed is is literally you're you're going to see a bunch of positive stories, a bunch of people sharing their faith. Um, You know, that's that's kind of what we do. We share a bunch of the family goals clips, um, but you're gonna get you're gonna get Tua talking about his faith. You're gonna get the uh, you know different people different sports talking about their faith like with the cardinals the other day um you're, you're going to get all of that um and then i'm on same thing with david pod 47 on instagram and and all that stuff and social media is not the greatest thing in the history of the world it can be very very negative yes, but we is. try to be extremely positive and share good stories and share faith and i spoke at uh i spoke i preached at our middle school um our middle school ser- our, our middle school service two years ago and when I preached, I did a series called Real or Counterfeit, and I asked all of them, there was like 100-plus kids in the room, I said, is social media real or counterfeit? And Every single one of them said counterfeit.
2: They ain't wrong. And
3: they all, and, and I was like, you're 100% right. And I said, I can tell by your last post exactly what's in your heart. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, I can tell if you're about youth, you're about likes, if you're about, like, being popular. I can tell if you're, if you're about show. I said and – and, and so the, I went home, guys, and I, I literally – Looked at my last five posts and I was like, "Wait a minute, are you sharing Jesus?" Yeah. It was a very convicting moment, and I was like, "I will not go five posts without sharing my faith." There you know, you like go. sharing there what's important to me. So it's kind of one of those things that kind of changed the way I looked at it. So it's not always bad, but so we try to be positive on there.
1: I, I promise this is the last thing I, I promise to you. Uh, I are there, there. chickens? Are there chickens behind you, or, or, or something? I, I, I swear, I, like I hear like chickens or birds or something.
3: I live in the country. We got we got a bunch of acreage, so you got okay. cows across the pasture. You yeah. got donkeys.
1: Okay,
5: I mean
3: you, we are we are definitely fully in the mix of oh I love in, it in the country. It I definitely, love it.
1: It is definitely country. Dude, I I like country music and I like country people and I and I was raised in the country, so I know. And all, you can hear
2: a dang chicken. I, that's I, for sure.
1: I, I'm telling. <laughs> my sister in law has got chickens, so ever and and maybe I don't hear them. Maybe it's just something in my headphones. I don't know, but I just hear the 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 tiny peeps or what it sounded like. Of little chicken so I, I, a random question but uh but i thought i'd ask david pollock thank you so much for being on the braves country podcast episode 100 we've been rolling right along and this has been a a, a fantastic conversation man so grateful for you and and what you represent
3: okay well, thanks for having me on congratulations on the hundred and keep going and then we'll go win the world series again too. Well, let's be fun. go sounds man sounds good, another man. world
1: series another national championship i can't think of anything i'd rather have
3: just keep adding them baby yes, there sir. we go go dogs See you, guys. See you, buddy. David Pollock,
1: goodness gracious. Awesome wow. dude. He is a great guest. He kind of represents everything that we represent and hope to portray on this little bitty show called Braves Country Podcast here on the Braves Radio Network. He loves Jesus. He loves the dogs. He loves the Braves. And I didn't even know that. I had no idea. I was told that he didn't like baseball at all.
2: Three-time All-American linebacker at UGA. 36 sacks in his college career, which is the most in Georgia history, and uh short career in the NFL, and, of course, 12, 13 years at ESPN. But, man, I feel like he's just now getting started, really. That was all just the foundation for what that's he's what about he to do.
1: That's what he said. Yeah. He was like, all that is just leading me to whatever, whatever's next, whatever and it's God insp- has next
2: for it's, it's inspirational for everybody to know that, like, whatever you've gone through in your life, good or bad, that's just the platform you're standing on now. And now you just keep going. And... uh And I think a lot of people need to hear that right now. So uh, anyway, great to have everybody listen to episode 100. If you're out there listening, please give us some feedback. Go to Facebook, uh, at Brace Country Podcast. Jump on there and say that you're a listener and say hello. We want to know, we want to hear from you, basically. And also, I was talking to a lot of musicians, Tug, and I got a little surprise for you. Give it to Um, them. You know, I told them we wanted to hear from them because we were coming up on episode 100. And some of my favorite folks uh, called and left us some voicemails. And uh, the first one i got to play for you is uh, a great guy. We uh, had him on a, an episode this uh, in this first 100 here. We had Britt Turner on. Blackberry Brit, Smoke. Britt Turner, the fabulous drummer of Blackberry Smoke. And, man, he's battled some things through the years. And, uh, man, he's an inspiration, too. You should look him up if you don't know his story already. But he had this to say about the Braves Country Podcast, episode 100.
3: I want to congratulate Scott and Tug on their 100th episode of Braves Country Podcast. Amazing show. I love it. Baseball and rock and roll, country music, it all goes together. The Braves are going to do it again this year. Super excited. And speaking of Truist Park, Blackberry Smoke will be up at the Roxy the day after Thanksgiving for our annual holiday homecoming. See y'all there. Love you, brothers.
2: Very kind. Kind message. Another person who's been uh, very supportive and was on the show a few times in the first hundred episodes is Atlanta's own Michelle Malone. Love Michelle Malone. What?
5: 100th episode of the Braves Country Podcast.
1: Amazing! Congratulations to y'all, Tug and Scott. Thank you for such a great job of bringing together Georgia
5: music and the Atlanta Braves. It's always a wonderful show to listen to and to be on. So thank y'all for all your hard work and and let's go Braves. We all know you're going to do it again. Congratulations to the Braves Country Podcast for their 100th episode. Yeah!
2: She loves her some bravos and I I, I gotta tell you, she she's telling me uh, she wants to come to some playoff games so we're gonna have to figure that out. And uh, here's a bunch of other folks too that you gotta hear from. I can, there's too many to list. A bunch of people left messages for, basically for you, Tug, but you know, I'm, I'm kind of involved Yeah,
1: come on now. <laughs> hey, there's a reason they you called them. They would never even return my call. You well, know all I
2: mean? these folks introduced themselves so we, no need to introduce them, but man, listen to this folks and then uh, join us on the Facebook page at Braves Country Podcast. Check all these folks out and all their great music and thank you to everyone for listening uh, to the first 100 episodes of the Braze country podcast
0: hey everybody this is david lowry from the bands cracker and camper van beethoven and i'm just uh wishing uh scott and tug a happy 100th episode good work guys Hey, this is Brian J. Howard from the band Cracker. I just wanted to congratulate Tug and Scott on 100 episodes of Braves Country Podcast.
4: We love what you do and expect another World Series win this year. Hey, y'all. Angie Aparo here. 100 episodes of Braves Country Podcast. Holy crap. So good. Congrats to Tug and Scott, man. I just love the marriage of baseball and music. It's just amazing. Congrats again. Love you guys. Bye.
3: Hey, this is Adam Hood, and I just wanted to say congratulations to Scott and Tug on your 100th episode. Very impressed, guys. Thank y'all. What's going on, everybody? This is Demon Jones. I want to congratulate my friends Tug Cowart and Scott Munn on the 100th episode of the Braves Country podcast. I myself have been a part of Braves Country my entire life, and I am so pumped about this 2023 squad. I'm 100% certain they have everything it takes to bring another championship to Braves Country.
0: Hey, guys. John Driscoll Hopkins here of the Zach Brown Band. Congratulations to Tug Coward and Scott Munn. 100 episodes of braves country podcast this holiday season come join me and my friends on december 20th at the buckhead theater stay tuned for a holiday podcast where i talk about my new holiday album go braves
4: hey y'all it's stevie tombstone i just want to say congratulations to scott and tug for 100 episodes of the braves country podcast Here's to the Braves winning the World
2: Series this year. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. I'll see you on the road.
4: Hey everybody, this is
3: Sid Bream from the Atlanta Braves. I mean, you know, the, the individual was just slow enough to make it make it close at home plate in uh, October of 1992. Uh, I am just calling in to tell Tug and Scott, congratulations on a hundred episodes for Braves country podcast. Proud of you guys. Keep up the great work. I mean, you you asked a lot of great questions when I was on. Uh, you're down to earth. You're real. And uh, I wish you guys the very, very best. I hope you have another 100. But uh, at the same time, I just want to say to the Atlanta Braves, keep it up. Keep going on and bring another title to Atlanta. That would be awesome. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.
4: Hey, everybody. This is Wes Bayless from the Steelwoods. And I just wanted to drop by and say hey and congratulations to Tug Cowart and Scott Munn on 100 episodes of Braves Country Podcast. I had the pleasure of being a guest on one of those episodes, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. They promised me tickets to a World Series game and a Braves victory this year if I would make this message and say something nice about them. So, uh, Anyways, we've got a record uh, that's about to come out October 6th. And we want you to go pre-order that and see if you can listen to all 100 episodes of Braves Country Podcast between now and then. All right, y'all. Hold it down. Go Braves. Hey, this is Joel Solomon of Century 21 Solomon Properties here in Savannah, Georgia. Congratulations, Tug and Scott, for your 100th episode of the Braves Country Podcast. I'm so happy for you guys, and I'm so proud to be along for the ride for the past three years, and I can't wait. To see what you guys are gonna be doing next year. Hopefully, I'll see you guys at the World Series. Go, Braves!
2: Hey, this is Kevin Kinney from Driving and Crying, wishing Tug and Scott a happy 100th episode of the Braves Country Podcast.
1: That's 912-604-0896 for all your real estate needs on the Georgia coast.
2: Braves Country supports the Warrior Alliance and the Shepherds Men, two phenomenal veteran organizations based in the South. Check out the WarriorAlliance.org and shepherdsmen.com for more info and resources. That's the org and shepherdsmen.com. Braves Country would like to thank all of our nation's great veterans.
4: 20 dealerships located throughout metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive where you can always expect the best. Camp
1: Margaritaville RV Resort where you can just breathe in and breathe out <sighs> or move. There's biking boating, arcade games, hiking nearby golfing or fly through the new fins up water park. Thrills chills, twists and turns. This
0: could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands, an easy one hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp MargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.